0: Hi, Brad, hey Jonah, how's it going, man? It's going okay. I haven't eaten anything today, but I've drank so much Stumptown coffee here at Rubber Tracks.
1: Woohoo!
0: I feel like I've been double hang- shout out there. I've been hanging here a lot lately, and yeah, it feels it's just good. It's your home yeah. away from home. It is my home away from home and
1: your office? Yeah, pending any office.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I got an office here, um, but yeah, I've been podcasting a lot, it's been good.
1: We're glad to have you here. Thanks, Brad. I feel you raise, you know, you raise the level of quality of the rubber tracks experience when you're
0: here. Really, I feel the opposite, but, <laughs> but it's nice to hear you say that. What's uh, what's new with you?
1: Ah, oh, what's new? Whew. Pugh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, it's a few summer, Summer's
1: winding down. A few things in the works. We'll probably start talking about soon. Yeah, but not today.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about uh, spring? Spring around the corner happening now? It's fall. It's fall. Wait, (laughs) after summer, it's fall? (laughs) After summer, it isn't spring. (laughs) It could be
1: whatever you want it to be. I know
0: that winter and summer are separated. Are
1: you on your way to the Southern Hemisphere?
0: (laughs) You going to Australia? Fall. Oh, yeah, fall. I guess, yeah, no, I knew that. Fall. Like, back to school leave leaves trees
1: <laughs> yeah yeah little nyu students and fading everything invading.
0: yeah they're taking over huh i almost ran over like like a whole army of them I was taking a
1: car back I was taking my fucking rental car back to like broadway and 11th street and as i was coming up 13th they were just like there's a dorm there on like second avenue and i don't know what I, I don't know what they'd heard but they were like flooding the streets just joyous little freshmen it looked like who'd never who'd never been who'd never seen an automobile. <laughs> Didn't know how dangerous they were. Yeah. So I managed to refrain from mowing them down. Good. That's but, good. You know, they're still innocent. I can tell their sophomores to get
0: their shit together. Uh, how much do you do you feel NYU is responsible for the East for Village? For all evils of for the for New the York? East Village <laughs> becoming so everything cool kind of disappearing and so many Sports bars and banks, or do you just feel like that's sort of like the natural evolution of someone nah, worth a lot of money? Natural evolution. Yeah.
1: I mean, higher education is a great thing, but NYU owns more real estate in Manhattan than any other commercial entity, including the T word. They own so much, so I don't know if that's good or bad. But one would think
0: that it's bad. <laughs> 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 big business bad I, I like how I like, <laughs> I like how Brad explains things explains things and then lets you make up your own decision <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, yeah
1: got any clever segues cause I'm I'm out of ammo here
0: yeah <laughs> alright we covered fall New York real estate do you know what comes
1: after fall Jonah
0: fall uh yeah then I guess it would have to be winter that's right then spring that's right then summer
1: yeah and you know what it does it then it does it over and over again endlessly right
0: right right it's I'm, an I'm, endless I'm, cycle i've only been through it 36 times <laughs> so i'm still getting the hang of it
1: you might not have been paying too much attention you know it's really annoying
0: though i'm right most start, but this is really annoying too when someone's like when i'm like ugh the summer feels like it's or like oh it's finally spring or someone's who's like well technically it's actually summer for 3 more days <laughs> it's like yeah dude i know it's cold now though like uh, yeah, okay, mister, you have a b- updated calendar. <laughs>
1: yeah, the calendar thing is it's super anno- annoying. It's just Because it, never, pe- lines it any, never lines up with any. It never lines up. With any part of the country that I know of, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's the first day of summer, and it's usually, like, what is it? The first day of summer is, like, July 12th yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then when whoever's saying it, it's, like, things are so smart. It's like, oh, wow, you know how to read a calendar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's an annoying statistic. It is an annoying statistic. And it shouldn't, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like we it's know annoying
0: to hear it. What, we know what you mean because we know it's wrong.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like at five o'clock, going like, hey, it's the first hour of night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's not nighttime. It's not nighttime. Like technically, technically, maybe it is, but it might or be like, dark. Yeah,
1: but it's not nighttime.
0: Yeah, like, I'm yeah, I'm not gonna like call you like be like, Brad, I'll see you tomorrow, and then like call you at midnight, but it's tomorrow. <laughs>
1: Come on, you just did that.
0: I know. I did I guess I did. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that was a weird intro. Uh, today on the podcast, <laughs> Zach Faro. Uh, you may know Zach. I met Zach when he was uh, playing drums in a band called Paramore, who were a pretty small band when I met them. Then became a super huge band. They are today. Pretty
1: small, pretty young.
0: Pretty small, pretty, pretty young. Pretty new, pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. Zach was in the band with his brother, Josh. And, uh, Zach uh, left the band, I guess, like maybe like four years ago. I don't, I don't have all the info in front of me. He left, he left the band a little while ago, um, and started his own band, uh, Half Noise. Mm-hmm. And they have a record out that just came out this month called "Sudden Feeling." And uh, yeah, he had posted a photo of him with Paramore, with Haley from Paramore, when around the time that we recorded this. And then afterwards, it sort of came out that Zach was going to be playing with them again. So I'm not sure.
1: Reunited, Reunited. I'm not
0: sure if he's a member, just playing with them, but yeah. He's definitely doing shows with them. He's doing shows with them, which is cool,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, with him and and Haley and Taylor, so that's great. And uh, he's also got this other project um, that's kind of his own thing, which just came out, that he's been working on for a really long time, which is also cool. So we talked about all that stuff, talked about Zach living in Nashville, kind of the early days of Paramore, how this project came together, um... And yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Zach is, is a super... It's a good podcast. You should They should listen to yeah, it. Yeah, just listen to it. Zach is, is a... It's just interesting getting the perspective of someone who's been in like a big band since they were like 14 years old. And he's to me, got that's a damn good
1: attitude to, he does, to, to boot.
0: Yeah, he's got a great attitude. And I think uh, just his career's just getting started. Absolutely. So yeah, without any any further babbling, uh, <laughs> Zach Farrow on Going Off Track. He's going off track!
1: So I went down to Nashville, like, whatever, like two years ago, looking at studios and looked at, like, um, welcome to 1970, what is it, 1977? What's the name yeah, it?
2: yeah, yeah. It was all vintage gear. Yeah. That Which is, is a rad. beautiful
1: spot. It's really cool. But then, like, and, and I had tried to check out RCA once before, right before, um, right when they were in danger of being closed. And mm. somebody told me, oh, yeah, like, yeah, they, that's right. they got shut down, they're going to make it into condos. But then when I was when I came back the second time, they're like, oh, no, RCA got saved like this magic story. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I think it's like a Cinderella story. And I even met the guy. I think this ben guy ben you met Cinderella? <laughs> 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 I met this guy, Aubrey, who's like yeah Aubrey, He's, like, he came he's in... a dude
2: that's like runs like Leaper's Fork, which is like an old town in like below Franklin where I grew up. And oh, really? Yeah, he just like preserves a bunch of land. So it's really cool. I think Ben Folds had something to do yeah, with it as ben well. Yeah, Ben was
1: leasing the studio because he was for a like, Yeah,
2: because he did a lot of recording there.
1: But uh I love that studio. So cool.
2: Like Jolene
1: from uh, um, yeah.
2: Dolly well, Parton you know what? Was recorded there. So
1: Jolene and I Will Always Love You were both recorded the same day in that studio.
2: It's insane. It's actually like so amazing in there the yeah. control
1: room's a little weird dude it's the fucking abbey road of, of i mean i i, I think, it it's, it's, man, I think that's it's more iconic than abbey road because abbey road had the beatles and obviously there's been a big statement major major like british bands have recorded there but like that is just as iconic as abbey road like, uh really they, dude it was built for elvis presley Oh, that's cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't know that. I, like I Elvis, be-
1: the Beatles. I don't. Oh, know. I definitely
0: still pick the Beatles, but yeah, yeah, Elvis. <laughs> I can't believe kid. that Jolene was recorded the same day that Whitney Houston recorded. I will. Always Fuck you. So chill. Yeah, I mean, they
2: move faster. Yeah, my yeah.
1: timeline is so screwed
2: up. The second
0: in that studio is so chill. <laughs> Actually, he is
2: the man. His name is Kevin. He's real good.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, I. So yeah, I went down there and spent a week down there doing this pop up. That's crazy, and, man. And, that's and awesome. It's where I was last week. Um all right, we'll stop Keiko on right. RCA Studios. Okay. Should we hey, start this podcast? Let's start this
0: podcast. <laughs> okay, here we are with Zach Farrow. Did I pronounce that right? Farrow? Yeah,
2: Farrow. That's Pharo. right. Okay. Yeah, like the Egyptians only spell different. If I
0: can guess myself. Yeah. Uh,
2: how's it going? It's going good, man. It's hot in New York, but it's, it's nice. It's hot here. Yeah, it's cool to walk we, around. We He's got Brad. The Beatles.
0: We got Tyler from A Great Big Pile of Leaves hanging on the couch.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it is hot. It. De- well, so you still live in Tennessee.
2: Yeah. That's and what is, we were talking about before you walked in. It's like, reminds me of Tennessee. The weather? Yeah, because it's, it's, I don't know if it's as humid as Nashville. Because, na- I mean, Nashville gets gnarly, dude. It's like a, it feels like a mouth when you walk outside. Oh, good. But, um,
1: yeah, I've never but been there in the summer. Maybe I should have said that before. I dude, it's, talked about it's wild. I was there for yeah. Bonnaroo.
2: Yeah. And that it's, was pretty intense. Pretty he- heavy down there. Yeah. That's like the peak somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bonnaroo just happened. And, yeah, man, it's, it's, like, beautiful in the spring and beautiful in the fall, but the winter and summer, like, the majority of the time is, like, really brutal. I think that your summer is not as—is uh is a little bit more mild than Nashville or Tennessee, but your winter is, like, a
0: bit worse. But I just feel like even just the weather, it's, like, coming here, it's, like, used to be on the train with all these people, like, I'm carrying all this shit. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like even if it was hotter, if I could just get in my car— Oh, turn dude, the AC it's, and drive to Trader Joe's. Whatever. But that's the
2: thing; it's so it's so cold everywhere. It's insane. Like it, the contrast from going inside. Like if you're at the studio, yeah. or like if you're going to Trader Joe's, it's like sixty nine inside of Trader Joe's and like hundred and five outside. Yeah, yeah. Not that, but you're just like, why isn't anything said? at like. 78 not, yeah. This is my biggest I pet agree. peeve I, you know, agree. It's like, I agree It's
1: like why do you make the temperature in the summer Colder than you would in the winter That's Exactly It should be have, the same. Temperature. I have mine set
2: at 75, 76 in my house Thank
1: you All This right. is a huge pet peeve of mine And the worst is So it's not so bad if you just walk into a store You're in there for 10 minutes or something And right? cooling off is the cool The worst is fucking movie theaters yeah. You go so to a movie cool. in the summertime and you freeze your fucking balls off. Yeah, That's kind of yeah, why like,
0: you go there, right?
1: Yeah, but set it at like yeah. 72 degrees. Yeah. It's, it's like that, I'm, which is still yeah. after if you sit in 72 degrees for 2 hours in shorts, yeah. you're going to be you're going to be very cool. Uh, my...
0: here's another one that drives me crazy, guys. <laughs> uh, why is the music inside bars so loud? Do people go to bars just to yell at their friends?
1: <laughs> Especially the more you drink, the harder it is to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. It's a, do you want another real answer? Is it, I'll, I'll launch into a Brad Decout right here. Yes, sure. Okay. I've done installs in bars okay. for friends of mine who I won't mention because they didn't want to spend as much money as they should have. Generally, the problem with bars is that they put shitty sound systems in. And what fucks you up is the distortion from the speakers. The speakers are too loud. It's not distortion like like from a guitar speaker. It's not really discernible, but it's like high-end distortion. And it in, it essentially like... Is it the same frequency as speech? That's where most of the distortion occurs.
0: okay?
1: And like if you go into like if you go into like a dance club that has a quote unquote, five million dollar sound system, you can the bass could be lifting your feet off the floor and you could sit and have a conversation almost at this level. And the reason is, a, it's not distorting. B, the system is very full range, so that you have the subs that are filling up the bottom end. You have like very nice, high tweeters that are filling up the top end. And there's room in the middle to for your voice to. So to it's talk. just in,
2: essentially in the same frequency as how people talk.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's shitty cheap speakers. Project sound at that but frequency. But it must also be the space. Distorted it.
0: I feel like I have DJ places where I'm like, oh, it's the music's so loud in here, I can't hear anyone. And then the music's off, and I'm like, why am I still yelling at you? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand. Because you're deaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe, you, yeah, maybe the music isn't the problem. Well, <laughs> also
1: if it's really reverberant, Dude, you're
0: talking really loud right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like turned all the way down. <laughs> yeah, like, Sir. Like, <laughs> just
1: going into this mic.
0: <laughs> We're really touching on a lot of my pet peeves here. Today. Yeah. That's cool. Here's another pet peeve that can. And then we'll get into some other stuff. Uh, oh, Brad doesn't like the trend of people wearing sweatpants on, to the try. airport. <laughs> Especially like dudes and like
2: flopping around. I- now, you're just,
1: now you're just, okay, can we talk about taking photos with iPads too? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> a bad one. That's more of a treat. Then the pet peeve of That's mine It's a
2: treat It's a treat for
1: me.
0: Yeah, I want to see that. Is it's it just so, so nice seeing
1: somebody yeah. take a picture with their iPad. It's like
0: holding like a coffee table up. <laughs> it's so chill. What I about love it. What about when you're playing a show and someone's just on their phone like in the front? Is that distracting or are you just you've done enough where you just kind of tune it out? Um Okay, luckily I haven't played enough like half-noise
2: shows to where people I've, I, I've been able to, like, play cool shows where people are, like, listening. Right. Or I've been in the back drumming, so I can't really
0: right. That's tell true. past the first, yeah, yeah. you know.
2: And normally those people are, like, really stoked. If they're all the way at the front, they're not really going to yeah. They're at least taking photos. But I know what you mean. Well, no, I take that back. I was at, um, I went on this tour with this band, Paper Out, their Nashville band. And I opened up for them as Half Noise. and um, But they, man, we played... <laughs> The whole tour was actually awesome, but we played one show in uh, Las Vegas. And we played to two people playing pool. Okay. And they loved it so much, they quit playing pool and left. (laughs) So it's kind (laughs) of like... It's kind of like someone checking their phone, only they were bothered by music, so yeah, they left, yeah. which is so
0: nice. Yeah. It was one of my favorite shows. That's cool yeah. that your music could overtake their love of pool.
2: <laughs> it is. It's like, <laughs> like, pissed them off so much that <laughs> they just were so bothered they had to leave. No, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's like, if people, everybody's on their phone now. It's like, yeah, I, I, I have like a problem of like, wanting to like when I'm at a coffee, like I went to Blue Bottle before I came here. And just to like walk around and... um. And I just, like, I go into a coffee shop or go into a restaurant and my, my friend's not there yet. And I feel the urge to, like, like bring my friend out. And it's totally. like, oh, I'm busy, but I'm just looking at the same Instagram photos I've seen, the same tweets I've already seen. And then if I'm really desperate, I'll open up Facebook and see what people are talking about Trump. And so, like, I'm just like, man... I'd like my thing is to just like not check it, so I can like it, l- feel that awkwardness,
0: yeah, kind of thing. Well, it, it's di- I mean, you probably grew. I'm trying to think. So, how old are you now? I'm 26. You're 26. So, like, I feel like when I'm when I so I first met you guys on Paramore, and you guys were playing that truck, that Shira Girl truck. <laughs> yeah, I was 14. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Zero, four. Actually, so you guys here at the Continental. I don't know if you remember okay. that. It was I like that place. on St. Mark's. They used to have a stage in the back. You guys played with like American Hearts Wait, or Paramore something. Paramore played it. yeah Continental. Yes. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! And this was really probably like that same era. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I don't
2: know if that is that in New York City. It's in New York City. Okay, it's like Sorry, one, it was remember. one of
0: the few like at that point all ages places you could mm. play. But yeah, yeah. So, I, so whatever. I met when you were fourteen. So I'd imagine I remember you guys had like Haley's dad had somehow like wired your van so you could have internet <laughs> on it because you guys were in school. <laughs> he was like we've wi- oh there
2: was a there's a like a laptop with like a thing
0: yeah he was like but he, i didn't i did one day of school
2: <laughs> and then got my ged when i stopped touring
0: <laughs> yeah that's probably smart but i remember yeah it's like we have wi-fi and i was like oh my god they i think hayley and josh van. were finishing
2: stuff yeah but i think you're right teaching myself i was like i could either try to do school or i, I could not
0: yeah and i was that chose a hard decision the other one um to not do school? Yeah. Like, well, were your thought, parents cool with it? Or, it seem, I mean, like, I'd imagine, like, it's just being... It's kind of
2: like you were gone all the time. So yeah. So, they couldn't really... I think they were kind of just, like... It's almost like being a child actor or something. It I seems guess. Like. Yeah. You just kind of, like, kind of go with it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, luckily, it, it did well and was cool. So, it wasn't, like, this, like... It was a gamble, you know? Because right. I dropped out. I probably would have what? just gone back to homeschool or something because I grew up going to homeschool and then I went to
0: public school. When I, did you drop out of public school?
2: My freshman year, because I was fourteen. Yeah, gotcha. So i I went to three fourths of my, I almost completed my freshman year, but then dropped out. And man, it was so funny. I remember like the in my English class, uh, Miss Bell, Mrs. Bell. I don't know if she was married. Can't remember. But she was like, you have do the ABCs of your life, and then pick like a letter, and you have to read. I was like, am I in second grade? This is insane. <laughs> but I I picked I picked band because I was like, I don't know. just got a record deal fueled by ramen. We're gonna go to tour. I, you know, I just kind of right. like, I'm gonna jump on the tour with these guys and and she cuts me off in the middle of my speech because I picked B for band or M for music. I can't remember, it doesn't really matter. But she was like, Zach, this is very sweet, honey, but these have to be real events in your life. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then my friend Jonathan was like, he's serious, Mrs. Bell. And I was like, thanks, Jonathan. Like, like, he's just like, delusional kid. Yeah, I, was, I know. And I was like, oh, so I feel funny. so dumb. Because it did. I was like, actually saying it out loud, I was like, this sounds so stupid. But <laughs> I am doing it. And then I left and went to Shear Girl stage.
0: Yeah, sure Girl stage. Lugged gear
2: at Warped Tour for two miles, which is I know, cool.
0: that was yeah, Brad. This was like a flatbed. It was like a truck, and like this thing would like fold down, like into like this weird state. It was so small. It was crazy. We helped. We helped like set it up and tear it down. And they've uh, always
1: had a stage like that on
0: Warp Tour. Yeah, like, like the
2: third. Kevin says stage. I don't know what they like, call it. I haven't been in. I haven't
0: either. Years, but this but was like. The, I felt like it wasn't at, like. Well, there were still a lot of stages, but I feel like it got then it got even crazier, and then they kind of reeled it back or something.
2: Dude, that was the, the craziest the sh- thing girl. I'd seen at that on Warp Tour. War. Like, people playing it like on the ground was
0: even better. Yeah, yeah, this was like insane. Yeah, it was pretty wild. So you guys did that for a for a, a while, right? For a few years, not that stage, not that stage, but the Warp Tour. War, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. Every year it got progressively better. It was, yeah. it was cool. So like the next year was like kind of the better side stages, and then the next year was the main stage and then from there i think it was i don't i think it was a pretty significant jump each year yeah that's cool
1: (laughs) growing up on warp tour that's pretty bizarre yeah
2: it was (laughs) weird you know because i think most people would be like that's awesome but i didn't really you know i didn't i was really young and i didn't party or this wasn't my thing, so I was just kind of hanging out, and everybody was stoned and drunk and nailing yeah. chicks, and I was just like, cool, go, like, have a Coke,
0: try to get catering and just get chubby and all good, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, G you came on tour with us. Yeah, so I came on tour with them. This was, like, that was a few years later, A few though. years later. This was, this was, like, on the Riot Tour, I think, which must have been, like, 2004, yeah. maybe something. No, like, no, no that, no, that was, like, that 2007. Was 2007, yeah, you're right. So, oh, see you later. <laughs> uh, and I did this ride. I was doing a cover story on Paramore for Alternative Press, and they were like, "You're gonna, you're gonna." Do, and they flew me to California, and it was at the Warfield, which was just like super sketchy. Like, yep. it was a really nice. And there venue. was
2: like those, the, those people like taking. Craps out of our bus outside our bus, yeah. Team. And like people so were like wild. selling
0: crack outside the bus, <laughs> literally
2: crack and craps, yeah. Crack and craps.
0: And I was on, I rode with them for a few days and they were on tour with the starting line. And so, like, cartel or something, I don't the know, the almost, the I almost, think. almost, okay. It's like
2: Aaron been.
0: And I was telling Zach the other day, I never told them, but I it was the best setup for me because I would go the starting line with like huge stoners. And they had this volcano vaporizer in the back lounge <laughs> of their bus. So I would get like super stoned with Kenny and those guys. And then I'd go on the Paramore bus where they didn't have any drugs or alcohol, but they just had tons of candy. <laughs> <Food>. <laughs> so much candy. And, and the like, truth comes out. Uh, yeah. It always does. And so I'd be like, all right, guys, let's talk. And then it was just like, I'm just like, just shoving candy down my throat. And then like, they were so good. Oh, yeah, I'm getting good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I remember like the real controversial part of that story was like, you gotta find out, like, Haley and Josh dated at one point, and it was, like, such a big deal, right. and I had to get it, and then like, you look back at that stuff, now, I was like, who, ca- like, I can't believe anyone cared about that. It's crazy that. how that, like,
2: it's so funny, um, yeah, music, there's so much to talk about, but yeah. then
0: there's, like, one job for you. It's totally, like so totally, weird. and I'm like, this is the thing I want to talk about, the like, the least out of yeah, anything, yeah. maybe in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> literally anything else,
2: especially when you're, like, happy, it's Yeah, no yeah. Eating. Start burst or something Yeah I don't know what you're having But you
0: guys Yeah I, All I remember was like Doing those shows uh, Going to I remember you guys were really into Cheesecake Factory Yep I remember yep. You, We did some weird thing At like a cell phone store And like Dude yeah Jeremy was, had like The wrong brand phone And pulled it out Or something Or yep. like There was like A lot of Sounds like Just right. random stuff That happened
2: I remember that place it was really weird It was yeah. like All white on the inside And really We came through the back door Had yeah, an acoustic thing
0: Yeah gosh that's so weird you remember that yeah and then so then eventually that's so funny. you and your brother left and you, you get i mean like the, the people that played in paramore between you were not very good i mean josh free is a pretty bad drummer yeah
2: um they kind of got the worst guys yeah yeah. yeah well yeah yeah
0: that must have They're been. like
2: d grade <laughs> 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 i mean imagine man like how i've um yeah taylor was like man what are you on our album, because people
0: know that I'm doing. Yeah, there. so basically, so in case people don't know, like, yeah, they posted a photo. Taylor
2: and Haley and I are dating now. Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're in a three way relationship. Yeah,
2: that's how we started.
0: It's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you posted some photo, or someone posted a photo of you hanging out, and that everyone started freaking Haley, out. Well, uh,
2: on the Paramore thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so you're playing on the Paramore record. But, yeah, which is you've played on everyone except the last one, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that was kind of, I mean, it was just... How did that sort of come together? Well, um, you know, like, I quit touring in 2010 with them and kind of quit the band. And I just wanted to do my own thing for a while. And like I said, I dropped out of school, you know, to be in that band. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Most people were like, man, this is so cool. You probably always wanted to do this. And I was like, when I was at the age where people were just like man i want to be like a fireman like i was like on tour you (laughs) know so i was like i think i do but i i needed like time to figure it out so it kind of was tough for a while because we were all really good friends and i think that's just with anything like losing someone that you you know love and a good friend that's not playing anymore is a hard thing but it was really the coolest thing is that taylor and Haley and i are like better friends than we've ever been and so taylor and i live down the road from each other in nashville and he's even played some shows in half noise with me on guitar because i don't really have like a set band and yeah it just kind of was like after rebuilding our friendship and just we have the same group of friends it was like kind of we kind of was all always running into each other and it was kind of like all right we need to so one day we just like went on a drive and talked through everything and hugged it out and it was like it's been better than it's ever been from then and same with Haley. so he was like man i know this is kind of weird but would you ever want to like play on our album and i was like I'd love to man like and so he showed me the songs and it's kind of like effortlessly happened you know? yeah, yeah so it's been really cool. it's really I'm really thankful not many people get like those kind of second chances in life you know to not only be friend like that's awesome it, the, the, I mean the most important thing to me is that we're friends again you know because yeah. it's like i I really care for those especially those two people you know and Josh is always gonna be my brother and I love him forever totally. So no matter what we go through we'll always be family but they felt like family but like I wasn't sure if I'd get them back kind of thing Yeah. You know? yeah and totally, so it's a totally. really cool redeeming kind of story and then having tons of fun playing there's no weirdness anymore no, it's yeah. just
0: all laughs and good times it's really cool and it's so funny cause I still think <clears throat> of Taylor as like the new guy in the band I know <laughs> <laughs> i guess he's in the van for like 10 years he stepped up man and yeah. he's done like such
2: a good job he wrote like a but like, the whole last album yeah that's amazing wrote this whole he's really like taken on like this leadership role and he's really like, stepped up and he and hayley have a really cool and the stuff sounds awesome so of course they're just really Haley's so freaking talented
0: man so like the best singer yeah it's weird i saw them like a couple years ago at, like hammerstein here and i was like oh they're like a real like i was like she's like a real front woman like yeah like i was like this is like bigger than it's life or something anymore. like i was like yeah I was no like, she
2: totally grew in not like in height but in yeah in performance grew in yeah too. it's
0: really crazy to watch yeah like i feel like i get nervous like ordering a pizza or something i know <laughs> like, and she commit like, yeah, i mean
2: she's like so cool. she but she walks in the studio dude and she just like she's so relaxed she's like you know like how tyler's right now really happy really, like quiet and just kind of sitting there and then she starts singing and it's like okay like she's a she can She's the artist. Like yeah. we're
0: just all like trying to figure it out. But I'd <laughs> imagine like for you too, like having played drums. I mean, when did you start playing drums? When I was nine. I yeah. mean, I didn't. I
2: I was like, well, eight professional at nine. <laughs> I mean, I just like started like hitting around pots and pans yeah. at my
0: house almost like nine. I mean, that so. must be for you. It must be so second nature just to like.
2: It was. It is, man. Yeah, and I I really feel like drumming is like, like kind of. I, would, I, would wanna, I don't know what, how you say it. Like, I guess, what I'm best at, I guess. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if gift or something. I don't know what that even means. But, but you're
0: calling, man. Yeah, man. Calling. <laughs> you got you your, you your 10,000 hours. makes you an expert. Yeah, yeah is, that's that, what it, that's is that? What it is. That's uh, what people say, yeah.
2: I don't know if I've done 10,000 You definitely have. Have I? Yes. Okay. For sure. So I'm an expert. <laughs> that sounds so lame. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it is, man. I just like, but I mean, like you said, going in there and like playing after Josh, Josh Freeze and Alon Rubin. And the only thing I had going for me is Taylor's like, man, after all that, you're still my favorite drummer. And yeah, so that was really cool. Yeah, I was so like, dude, I'm, I can't play like those guys. You can't do everything you want, you know, and there was even a drum part where he, it was like an offbeat. I had to keep the offbeat with my left hand and do the beat with my right hand. And I was like, honestly, dude, if you just like, if we don't do that, I'll play it better. And it's just like, I can't do everything. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I'm not like, dude, I can't. I actually like went in there and killed it. It's like, some things are still like, not, I'm still not like the best drummer in the world. But I think what I have to offer is like why I really relate, uh, related and still relate to like my friend, Zach Land, who plays for Jimmy World. It's not like the most complicated stuff. It's why Ringo is like one of my favorite drummers. It's like, even the Beatles have said he's not there. He's not even the best drummer in the band. You know, it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, there's so many fills. It's like, I I love like driving my car. I was listening to it while I was walking over here, and it's like, da, 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 da. and it's like he's just like stumbling downstairs. <laughs> but it's like uh, I don't know something about his personality and the way he like he's such a musical drummer, and I think that that's what I relate to, and I feel like is my strong suit. So that's why I was like, you know, I can't do all the technical crap, but I can bring some heart and some you know, some some diversity maybe you know. To,
1: well, it's you know, it's as long as you're keeping the beat. You know, then there's yeah. room for like, because with any instrument, if you look at the most iconic people, whether it's drummers or guitar players, like, they're not always, you take them, if you take them out of the band that they got famous in, mm. like, Ringo's a great example, Keith Moon's a great mm. example, like, those guys couldn't have played another, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they had a certain, like, flavor that just worked with the, yeah. With, with the band. Yeah. In. And like, same with like, uh, I mean, there's so many drummers. There's so many drummers that get pointed out that, like, in, historically, that you put them in any other band and they mm. probably would have just failed, or at least not been, or at least not been these icons. Mm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, what about like Bonham? Right? Isn't that like the? Totally. Isn't that like the 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 holy grail of drummers? They're like, what's well, hard to see? It's hard to
2: say if you didn't see them like play for like, <laughs> right,
1: right? You know. But you also I Rod f- Stewart or
2: something I don't know,
1: <laughs> like you do write something different, yeah,, right. but I mean, they're very much about their style, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not technical drummers, I mean, Josh Fries is a great drummer, can play anything, probably, right, but, but like,
2: there's like those studio guys that you know that are
1: yeah but are, that's what I would consider him, yeah. to yeah.
2: And I just, like... But he wouldn't be able to come up with the parts that, like,
1: Ringo Starr or right. Keith Moon Right, because it's, cause it's did. almost
2: like a... Maybe he probably could, but, like...
1: I don't know. I don't know. I've, I don't know. I've been around a lot really of really know. innovative session musicians who I saw perform miracles. And, like, they fucking couldn't write a song. Mm. like you know what i mean so weird yeah like literally i've had discussions with guitar players that i watched play guitar like upside down and backwards uh-huh. like three times as good as I like could players ever play. or something yeah huh. and like they'd sit there and ask me like how do you how do you write a song dude
0: like really you're I think me also this? those kind of so people, yeah it's interesting hard for them to play with other people like i think it's very easy to like sit in a room and like shred but yeah, then you yeah, like get yeah. in a room. Like I always played in bands and then you, I w- did like a summer thing at Berkeley and there were all these guys that were great, but they, they weren't used to playing with drummers or bass players. Oh, so they're really? just still yeah. playing to themselves yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they'd just be like, uh, and it's like, <coughs> yeah. But I sort of think what you're saying is like, it also is important just to be like a cool person. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of people see me playing and they're like, okay, like technically you're amazing. And then they, like, <laughs> but they're like, but also like you're so fun to hang out with, right? <laughs> you know, right. like so it's you like have a, the whole package. Yeah, I, yeah, I have the whole package, but that's very rare. That's really nice. <laughs> but, you Should be thankful. <laughs> but it's m- sort of more the opposite. Uh, but yeah, I do think you it's a, suck I, at everything. I, everything. suck at everything. That's yeah. chill. But uh, but yeah, I do think it is important. Like you, especially in a band, like you're going to spend so much time together. You want mm. someone that not only can play well, but it's like easy to hang out with. That isn't going to be a fucking pain in the ass.
2: Right, right. I think that's super important.
1: Um plus the fact that you, you know, were there at the beginning, it's probably that band has a you know, you're it's like you fit in there. You fit yeah, in the yeah. sound, the groove. I mean I know we I didn't really skip a beat
2: too, you know. It's like I didn't really know JMJ or his his crew, Carlos and Mike and the guys that he brought to the studio and the album's still being worked on, so it's not done. But um didn't know. But it it was almost like we Taylor and Haley and I didn't skip a beat, you know. It was right. like they were like Wait, it was kind of weird. It's like this guy hasn't been here because they did their last album,
1: right? Um, okay,
2: but they. So I didn't say that, but they. You know, I didn't play on that, right? But then there's this. So it's really cool because it's also like, man. There's something that me doing this half noise stuff for the past, I would say five years. I've been like writing my own stuff, but I've been out of the band for six years now, and it's just amazing what time away does. Like I'm so like. My my attitude towards it so sh- it's shifted. You know, I'm like going there every day, like super stoked. And when I was like 20 and leaving the band, you know, like I was like, man, I I just want to like go home and you know, well,
1: like it, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, just bring- I mean, I think at any age it would be good. It's if you can if you can get a break from something, you're always going to appreciate mm. it more. But. At that age, it's fucking inconceivable, like that you could stick with it and appreciate it. Like starting so young and not knowing anything else. Such a good job, man. Yeah, like you're really lucky that you got a chance. That's how I feel,
2: man. I'm really thankful. Like you know, you don't really get second chances like that. And to be able (laughs) to do like my own music as well right now and be able to do that, it's like the best of both worlds. You know, which is so cool. And they're super supportive of that. And you know? You're
1: always gonna appreciate it, more yeah. If you can, if you can take a step back, that's totally for
2: sure. True. And not, it's kind of like it's taught me to appreciate everything. You know, even just hanging with you guys, talking about, it. you know, what I mean. Before it was like, oh, I've gotta do this, this thing, and gotta do that, you know. But now it's like, yeah, I'm. I, ex- I have. That. I think it's also like age. You know, it's like when you're younger, you just kind of like, oh, I just want to like goof off with my friends. You know, well, I yeah,
1: think you need to. Yeah, I mean, especially the age thing that, has a lot to do with it. Yeah. You need to yeah how okay, can it's a, I don't know how you could start a career at fucking what 12 what did you say 12? Uh I was at uh,
2: 13 13 Viper Room like we did some showcases yeah, and stuff out there. And then expect
1: to just stay fully gung ho about it for the rest of your life like
2: yeah, crazy, I mean, it's
1: crazy dude. I mean you'd have to step back at some point. Pretty
0: yeah, or right, you have to like roller go coaster crazy man. and have some like public meltdown or something. Yeah.
2: yeah, I can't believe Haley's done so well. She's like superhuman crazy probably and all these all these yeah faith or something you know like all these um you know um people i mean there's been band member changes and stuff it's been super hard for her, you know yeah it's totally. been you know um that's why it's a really cool dynamic to go in and just like see taylor and her working really hard because you know there's been my brother and i and then people before when we were in the band you know right few changes and and Taylor joined, and then, you know, now Jeremy's not in their band, and so she's been through a lot, you know, gained a lot of friends, lost a lot of friends throughout this process, and um, people can say whatever they want about it, but she's, like, strong-ass person, you know? Yeah, and, totally. So, I mean, it's just cool, man, like, because that's, like, what I want to do. I want to, I want to be a drummer, and I also want to be songwriter and and a performer with my half noise stuff so it's been really cool like i didn't you know starting that young i I was like mainly just drumming you know and and my brother josh was you know one of the main songwriters with Haley and in the band and so i didn't they worked so quickly and so well together that it was it was kind of impossible and i didn't really write a ton then and i i mean i tend to write more indie pop kind of stuff on my own um And so I never really kind of fit into their schedule and they were kind of just going so fast and writing things like, I mean, Josh and Haley wrote like Misery Business, one of the biggest songs like in a hotel room. He just like wrote it really quick and they just both, they're just like such a cool team and now her and Taylor have that cool dynamic. But it was just kind of like, I didn't really know. And that's what also this time away has been really cool because like I... I found out that I love writing music and found out what my style is and my voice, but also have been able to play on my brother's album, play drums and play with different friends, you know,
1: play so shows I don't know what half noise like what that's your that's, that's your my solo project. project, yeah, right? yeah. So, so that's what what's I'm doing right now? I
0: can tell you all about it because I did the bio for the yeah. Record. That's right.
1: Oh really, Jonah, yeah. take it away.
0: <laughs> well, it actually, it came together. No, I'll let you. i let you do it. <laughs> <you're No>,
1: the... <laughs> he help me. We'll do it together because I like to hear. Well, Could you play all the instruments, or
2: well, um, it's uh, it's really kind of indie pop stuff. So it's some drum machines and a and like synth and it's very like synth heavy, um, upbeat kind of. So it's it's different than like a pair. Is it more your
1: Rentals then. album? Is that what it is? Remember the Rentals? No, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> rentals were good. That was a Weezer. Like, oh, that's cool. Synth into the Rentals. Yeah. Synth offshoot. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, Matt Sharp's. It was like Matt Sharp's band, uh, and he ended up leaving and doing. You actually would probably like it. It was like very cool. Moog influenced, like yeah. kind of. That sounds pop. cool.
2: I need to listen to that. Check it out. It's but awesome. yeah, it's just a you know project i started because i i was like jumping on albums and doing stuff but i figured out that i really uh, i did an ep with a friend and those paper out guys friends in nashville their band they were like do you want to come open up for us and i was like i've never sang in front of anybody and then i i did it and it was fun and i mean i'm i wouldn't say i'm like the best singer ever but i just like it was super fun to do it and then the songs have just been developing and i've been like feeling more confident in my voice and where, where I like to write and how I like to write. And so this new album that I'm putting out in the, in the fall kind of just came together and I went out to, I moved over to New Zealand for a couple of years. And oh, I, wow. Really? And I, I kind of found my love for that music and my, in the half noise project and everything. And then came back here and recorded it with a friend, Scotty, who's from New Zealand, lives in LA now. And then my friend Phil, um, so we just like did it in Phil's, um, bedroom in LA and it was like right right in Silver Lake and just had some like synth stuff and then I went home for a week and a half and played drums on top of like the stuff we had very minimal it's like I'm a drummer I started out drumming but it's very like it's very you know sampled bass and electronic so it's kind of it's like repetitive and so it's weird because it's not really like drum fills here and there. It's like very there's maybe like four or five drum fills on the whole album so it's very different I think people, but I, I wouldn't want to write an album that sounds like Paramore, right. unless I was doing that for Paramore. This is your pur- yeah, kind of purging. I, don't, I, I feel so weird when bands like have like a spin have their own album. And it like, sounds uh, the same. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like they're just like, oh, you're just the missing piece of that band. Right. Like you should just write that. That's what was special, but just half of it. Yeah. Is, is
0: like.
1: Yeah,
2: because it's only yeah. half as good too. Right, it
0: sounds like right. the band, but only half right. as good. And. Yeah. and
2: Half noise is half as good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, who are some of the bands that kind of inspire you with half noise? Because I imagine it's very different than like the stuff you've been playing. Or is it more like sometimes I feel like I write stuff on my own and I'm like, this doesn't even sound like the kind of stuff I would maybe even normally listen to. Mm. But I like it just comes out or something. No, it's
2: definitely stuff I I listen to. I I've been you know that over the past few years, like really really getting into like Talking Heads and. The beatles and kind of this old new order and kind of this old new wave kind of stuff. i don't know just kind of tom tom club and kind of and then all the while i mean the strokes are one of my favorite bands and um been listening to a lot of like tame impala washed out i mean i just kind of the stuff i i like you know blood orange stuff i'm pretty much like bushwick crap you yeah. know but
0: that's just the stuff I... Bushwick Crap, that's the new, just,
1: the new <laughs> alternative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
0: think I almost stepped in Bushwick Crap this morning on the way here. Yeah, I did too. <laughs>
2: really smelly, like Trash Day or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly,
0: I, I just like that
2: style of music, you know, I, I like... And then I was getting into a lot of um, Afrobeat stuff, like okay. a, lot, a lot of like um, world music and stuff just makes me really happy and like old reggae. Um, oh, sweet. Gregory Isaacs and stuff like that. I just love the percussive um element to those, you know, those artists and those like genres of music. So, so it was kind of a mix of like this album was like kind of different than it was kind of like, what do I like to make? And I tried, you know, because there was that whole being in New Zealand, it's like really close to Australia. There's a whole like Tam and Paula. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, that whole like psychedelic thing. I was kind of trying that stuff, and I was like, I don't play guitar, like I don't, <laughs> I'm not gonna go on stage and like you know put a phaser on. But I, I missed kind of like some riffs and stuff like that, and that like the Strokes have and stuff, but mixed with kind of the, I don't know, beats and synths of other albums and stuff I like. So I just try to kind of make something I would listen to. I would so, and. Yeah, sometimes I write and I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. But I feel like the album that I'm putting out is it's all a complete thought and kinda of sounds similar and it came from that.
0: So did you record it mostly in Tennessee or in California? Um it was
2: half and half, half and really. half really. Yeah. The way I write is I use logic and it's like a Apple's recording program. Program sounds like a I'm I'm a, a member the... of this program. <laughs> <laughs> Very elite. And um so I, uh, yeah, I kind of I build tracks through that. So it kind of almost sounds like what I want it to sound like by the time I go record it. So I went to LA with the songs about 65, 70% done. And then we just re recorded vocals, finished lyrics, and added like colored on it, you know, guitar. And Scotty played guitar and Phil plays keys for Foster the People. So he's really good at dialing and synth sounds and stuff like that. So we pretty much just like produced it together and, you know, finished it there.
0: Was it it hard to know sort of when the album was finished? Like when you're doing it that way, I feel feel like especially people, you know, like you can always add more stuff or double stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. I I don't know. We just worked really well together. And I only had, I'd only like booked three weeks there. And then I, or like two and a half weeks. And then we weren't finished. So I, I did go home and I played some drums on it in my house. And then some really kind of minimal micing stuff. It was really cool. And then um, flew back and just did another week. So I I kind of had the plan, what I wanted, before I went out there. And just took a little bit longer. But it was kind of like we knew, well, we just worked really well, which is really lucky because I'm really proud of it. And I think it came together really well. And yeah, it was just kind of... I did it wasn't like uh, should we uh, there's always like there's always like I hate that in recording like taking too long and second guessing and yeah. I feel like if it's fresh it's fresh even <clears throat> if it's not and Well are on. you
1: able to be like cuz one I think that's an awesome way to work cuz I find that like you know the most creative stuff is often it just like it just comes out you mm. know, and you need to kind of capture it
2: and That's definitely how I work as well so it's like that's I'm suited that like, my personality suited. That, I don't think that's everybody's personality, though. Some, I think some are to, more
1: like yeah, they need to take time. And,
2: and I've learned from that because that different people just like like even just seeing how you know the Paramore producer works on this album. and I, I'm just observing more now because I'm kind of doing that stuff on my own. Co-produces out my album with my friends, so it's like I'm 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 not in that seat anymore. I'm just right. watching how other people do it, and it, it is worth like focusing on this part in this. But yet, I just think especially my album was it was since it was kind of 75% 70% done it was kind of like oh you kind of can get that it was kind of the structure was almost there we just well, needed to kind of finish it so that's it. kind
1: of my question is like because you kind of built the most of it yourself mm-hmm. like were you then like able to not be precious like were there things where they came in and said listen this part's not working or like maybe even the song shouldn't be on the album 'Cause that's the one thing about working by yourself is a lot of times you just can't right. see You can't be objective. You can't not it's not only even so objective, hard to, it's like it? it's like a baby. You know? I just
2: trusted them. We went out I went what happened was I went out to LA and I I wrote a song with them and the two guys and I was like, I don't even know what this is gonna be for. And it it, it was like so fun. It's like the second track on the album and I loved it and I was like every go to Phil had and everything that Scotty was you know pitching in it was just like perfect team right. and so i went out there with like 13 songs and i was like i played them what i thought which is really close to the track listing of the album now right and i played them the demo version and and they they were they were like i just feel like we need like i feel like you need one more upbeat song and i was like well, what about this and it was like uh, and that was it
1: and so every song made, made the cut yeah almost Maybe they just yeah. help you flesh out they were out just like, them.
2: They were like they were just the only they had some stuff they're like we can work on all this stuff it just some of them are and a lot of it is mid-tempo and kind of you know kind of groovy or whatever so it did need some you know up and down right. well then on. it
0: sounds like someone broke your heart which must have really helped with the yeah. lyric writing process yeah it was kind of the
2: same consistent theme you know <laughs> yeah so um yeah, and that was a long time ago. Oh yeah. She did. She did a good job at that. So, yeah, it was pretty it was kind of yeah, like I was telling you, glorified breakup, album, I'm not even glorified, just it was. It's just you know, the first song know the feeling. Just, you know, it's like pretty much just all about the feeling and how that feels and what it's like to
0: Yeah, but that's like such a relatable feeling, too like everyone's sort of been through that so i feel like when you hear that you can always like put yourself in that
2: yeah and i I, it's i don't it's so funny i love just like laughing and being like upbeat and yet when i write it's some it's really hard for me to like think happy i don't know maybe it's my it's really therapeutic for me so i guess that i i tend to write i tend to write more moody and more feelings based kind of songs and they're I guess, in, especially in the lyrical content, which is so funny because this album is the most dancey and upbeat stuff that I've done. And I've been even writing more upbeat stuff since the album. And yet, but it was like upbeat with substance, I guess, because I didn't want it to be like, booch oh, yeah, let's go out, you know, <laughs> but just kind of this, the music kind of carrying it through like this sucks and my heart is broken. and But it's kind of like the music's carrying it through and in, in a weird metaphor that's yeah. how it helped me at least it's like i love that's kind of my i think the coolest thing and i think i probably told you this channel was like my roommate i showed him all the songs when i got back from la and he had been he- hearing me like write it when i was um in nashville because his bedroom's two down from mine and i blare <laughs> the crap out of my speakers and it's just like they hear the same line over and over again but he does the same thing so it's like um, we kinda of dissolved, write music and turn it up. But he was like, Man, the coolest thing about this album is it feels like I'm hanging out with you. And I was like, wow. That's that's awesome because I it's you know, I wanna be upbeat and but I also want to like have a good conversation. You wanna tell yeah. the story, yeah, man. yeah. Yeah. So that was a really cool thing and I feel like it was really I I put an album out last year and that one was cool. I did it in New Zealand. That was an awesome experience and I'm really proud of it for that experience. But this one I feel like I'm really learning how to write and complete thoughts and, and finish my ideas quicker. And I guess that's what helped as well with, um, how kind of effortless the album was. Cause it kind of, I needed this thing to, I think what also helped is I kind of limited myself too I wasn't like, Oh, I could do like a, Do like a Beatles song here, and I could do an Elvis kind of sounding song. You know, it's just kind of like this is what I'm going to use. I'm going to use this drum machine that I really like and then play on top of it. I'm going to use this Juno and this Hofner bass that I have three strings on and just limit myself to that.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that's that's how you get creative, like with any medium. Yeah, limit yourself. When as soon as you've got unlimited, you know, resources and instrumentation and you're gonna fucked Yeah,
2: yeah All these people Especially in Nashville Like, oh, you heard of this thing And this thing And I'm like, dude I honestly have sound toys And archeria plugins For like the old vintage synths And I have a Juno And then even sometimes They use the Logic Apple sounds like, yeah. That they have No, I mean because I think that's I true. mean, the great
1: thing About limiting yourself Is like, you know you're gonna, you're gonna write Two or three songs You're gonna use those instruments And you're gonna be happy with it And then for number four You're gonna be like You know, fuck I'm really getting sick Of this Juno sound yeah. But what are you going to do? You're going to put it like through a fucking guitar pedal. Mm-hmm. You're going to do something to make it sound different, and like you're going to end up with a sound that doesn't sound like but, anything. But then else. it
2: sounds like an album that's so weird. Now It's like you'll hear, excuse me, I think it just burped. Um, this like it's allowed. <laughs> this this day and age, is people like writing with a bunch of different people, right? Yeah. And then you like hear an album, and it doesn't sound like the whole album. It just it, like this song doesn't sound like it's not coherent, not coherent and cohesive. Yeah. It's like just oh, it sounds. I I what I was one thing I was really proud of with this album is that it sounds like I feel like it sounds really consistent, you know, and it sounds like the same album, right. you know. And I really yeah. wanted to
0: have that. Well, I think that's like a problem. I, and we talked about this with someone, and maybe asked you from High when she was on. But like, I have a real problem with pop music just because I think it's just like. I know people have always written up, you know, people wrote Frank Sinatra songs and stuff. I don't think you have to write something, but I feel like when you're just hiring... Or Elvis never wrote one song. Totally. But I feel like it was different. Like, I feel like when you're just hiring these teams of people and, like, they're just writing your stuff and you're almost like, oh, let's find someone with a good voice, with good genetics and have them be yeah. like the voice of this, to me there's something disingenuous, and maybe I'm just bitter, because I've written my own songs, and no one has cared that much. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, at least I would rather do that, you know what yeah,
2: I mean? Yeah, I and if it happens, it's genuine. Yeah. And, and that's like one thing I love about the Paramore guys, they've never co-written with anybody, and with me, I've written with friends. That's pretty amazing. That I brought in. Yeah, and I just, I'm not, I don't, it's always felt weird to me, I love Elvis, but I also think that back then, it was the, just
1: the only way that it was done. Yeah, right, it, that right. was totally different system. It was totally like, different system. So it it was wasn't incon- oversaturated like it is now. Yeah. It was inconceivable. Like that's the thing is that people don't realize that like it, you were a singer, you were a songwriter, a performer. you were a yeah. drummer like never were you two of those things together. Right? Like hardly ever and it's just it, that's what people don't realize is that it just wasn't it wasn't part of the mindset then. Like songwriters wrote songs; that's right. what they fucking did. And like, if you started writing songs, they all got pissed.
0: Right? <laughs> it's crazy. I tried you know to I mean? write something about Beyonce for I think it was for Vice or something because <laughs> like everyone was like something had happened, and I was like, everyone's like giving, up. and I was like, there are like seventeen people who wrote this song. Like, what did she do? And like, I my eyes, and they're like, you can't write anything bad about Beyonce. They're like, if you do it, like people are gonna. You don't understand. Like you literally like. It's when not She's worth off it. limits? Sort of. Fuck. That. I can't remember who told me this, but they were like <laughs> literally, she has so many fans and they love her so much that anyone writes anything critical, like they will just like come down and kind
2: of cool though. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Just in case she ever heard this, oh, yeah, it's cool. She actually she
0: subscribes to the
2: podcast. Yeah, she yeah, listens cool. to every
0: episode. She <laughs> she really wants to come on, but I'm like, it doesn't really fit. Like, yeah,
2: we'll get one of your writers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. We're trying to keep it real,
0: maybe. but yeah, I think it's cool to like to do your own thing. I mean, I don't know. That's just my pro, but I think it's kind of the same. Like coming from like punk rock and that world, you're kind yeah. of used to.
2: Yeah, I, used to doing that, but also like I've found that I do work better with other people, especially yeah. to bring it to like the finish line, like. I'm so, I, I start a new idea if I'm home I like to
0: write every day I love writing music do you yeah. write at like a certain t- like when you wake up or in the afternoon or just kind of whenever
2: yeah I mean I, I kind of like set aside time for this album like kind of after I'd have coffee I'd just like make coffee like walk in and just start making music and kind of being there all day I was so excited to do it that I was so like dedicated I didn't feel like it was like oh I gotta turn yeah. this in it's just like I couldn't wait to do it, you know? And that's what was so exciting. Because having that outlet as well has made me like going to drum or do something like that. That's like, it's so fun because I'm not like, oh, I wish I was doing. Because I am doing, I'm expressing expressing myself artistically in this other way. And that void is kind of filled that I didn't really even know I had or needed to fill. So I just like, I've been so pumped and so, especially like figuring out like what I like to write. And I feel like this new album is the first step of that really and it's taken me a few tries you know but this is definitely the i feel like it's like the first step into what half noise is gonna be you know and i've even written like songs i like just as much if not more than that are on the album which is really encouraging because after you write a whole album or, or or at least a big batch of songs you kind of feel like how am i ever gonna write even if even if it's like not good or something right that sounds like oh gosh i gave everything out but i mean i've had these thoughts i was like listen back to stuff and be like man how did i come i was just like writing a bunch so it just kind of came out I was like man how am i ever going to do that again and it just like it's it hasn't gone away which is cool and i've just been writing with different people and and since i've been waiting for the album to come out i've been like writing film and tv stuff just because i love writing music so um yeah it's it's cool because i've sometimes i'm like how am i ever gonna write another song because like the next four ideas are like pretty terrible you know <laughs> totally and then it's like oh cool this next one well you can this break up good. with somebody again but yeah i honestly feel <laughs> like that stuff, that stuff helps and yeah. then we'll break up and i'll have a ton of <laughs> I have
1: a couple <laughs> I brag, It is you know. the hardest thing Is to write um, Happy songs That are yeah. good I mean you could write A happy song But to write a happy song An upbeat happy song That's good That people actually Want to hear Is probably the most with, Difficult like, thing
2: Do you think happy, Do you mean happy With like, like the Lyrical content Being happy yeah, like, like that song Not based happy. in heartbreak Yeah, yeah because <laughs> Literally the words Are yeah. happy Yeah I mean that is a good yeah, example It is, it is. so happy. You never hear like A love song anymore Really you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, you don't hear, you, you typically don't.
1: You mean like an upbeat love song?
2: Yeah. Right. It's just like, it's normally like a heartbreak or, yeah.
1: it's you know, it's just I mean, easier what, to write, I guess. Well, I it also serves the purpose. I mean, music is here. Or it's hip hop, which is about. It's kind of what music is for, is to help us through heartbreak, right? I mean, yeah. when has it most been the most point? When has when other people's records meant the most to you? It's when you're down, man. Like, yeah. That's when, like, when I think back to the records that I used to just play over and over again, like, was usually when I was either like, you know, sad and depressed teenager or had broken up with somebody, you know, like, so like, there's a reason it's not just, it's, it's easier to write those songs because you got to get it out, but it's also easier to listen to those songs. When
2: you get into lyrical content, like I like, you know, Matt from The National and, you know, I feel like Tom York on this last Radiohead album was the most, one of the most like, um, kind of direct... Uh, one of the more direct albums for him, I feel like, is like. Oh really? I feel like that way. Like most of the time, it's like
0: I don't know what that crap he's saying. Like it's yeah. just like yeah, this yeah. sounds
2: rad. <laughs> I, they're one of my
0: favorite bands. Well, I think you guys have always had sort of cool taste in music. Like even I remember when I was on the road with you guys, like I feel like you guys would always want to talk about like failure. Yeah. Or, like Jimmy World and all these bands, I was like, really? Like you guys? Like I, I can't believe you guys know who these bands yeah, are. Yeah. So young
2: made like. And then the music was very, like, upbeat and pop. Or, like, punk, Sunny Day, Real stuff. Estate, like, yeah, in that Yeah, that's where, like, that's wow. what we grew up on, you know? Jerry Munich was huge, like, Fire Theft, all the stuff he did, and Failure. And then they had Ken Andrews, who's the singer of Failure, um, mixed their last album, which is crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. I know
0: that. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, how did you guys get it? Did you get exposed to that through your older brother? Or? Yeah,
2: it was, well, uh, we went to this um, private school. And a bunch of those people just, like, had cool older siblings as yeah. well. And they just, like, listened to Radiohead, fight you know, Sunday so Real Estate. And then there was other people there that were, like, into 311 and Sublime and all the really good music, like the Chili Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they're not the Chili Peppers. They're the Chili Brothers. Chili Bros. Red Hot Chili Brothers. And, you know, so it was, like, a pretty diverse school. But, yeah. I mean, it would, I mean, you could... There are people listening to, like, Incubus, as well as, like, an obscure band like Moom from Iceland. Yeah, it was just, like, such a weird, I guess, like, private school kids.
0: Yeah. Just, no, like,
2: studying up about
0: it. Yeah. I was just listening to, like, No Effects and, like, Bad Religion I yeah. feel like, and, like, The Misfits or something in high school.
2: Haley came from more, like, she listened to, like, I think she really started listening to, like, Sync and stuff like that. I mean, when I was young, I was listening to, like, Hansen. Yeah, and then we like went to this school, and then we all kind of just started diving into cooler music. Death Cat for Cutie was cool, you know. It's like, totally. um, just all that. I would love my favorite thing was like making mixtapes through people or mix CDs. I didn't make tapes, but that's why I love Spotify. Like I love making the playlists on there. Yeah, it it's feels so fun. like that kind
0: of totally. I mean, do you do you ever jam with your brother? Because I work with my sister, and I oh, feel like yeah, cool. yeah, we do this web series together, and it's like I feel like when we write. It's like we have sort of the same sense of humor That's a lot of awesome. the time. I mean, do you do you ever just like jam with Josh or like do you miss playing with him or? Yeah, I, it's been it was it's weird,
2: you know, like going in the studio and that was the first time that I'd played with him without him. Well, he was getting married one tour, and then he was okay. there. But other than that, it was all the time with him since I was younger. It's even the reason I was able to go on tour was because my older brother was there. So
1: he was your guardian, kind of, yeah, but he was
2: like 16. Oh, so it's like <laughs> so just
1: not really <laughs> that old. guardian in um spirit,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, I honestly like since I played on his album, I haven't really played with him because I've been doing my own stuff, and yeah. recording and he's he did a tour, but I was recording my album and stuff. So, yeah, I think we'll, I mean, I think we'll always play music together, but totally like we when we both left the band, we were kind of trying for a while to you know make a new project and it just things weren't lining up we kept trying kept trying and then we're like we're just gonna do our own things for a little bit so yeah. it was kind of a natural progression but um yeah we it's like you just kind of have a chemistry with your family that you don't really have um, for good or and bad yeah yeah sometimes <laughs> it's really good sometimes it's bad and even in different seasons it's Good well, I feel like guy. I can be
0: more critical like not more critical but like you don't have to have as many filters I can be like mm. I don't like this idea right. whereas like if it was someone else I'd be like well what about this I'm, right, like, I'm right. just going to say what I think
2: well the other thing is like Josh and I never really um, wrote together um, because he always kind of wrote with Haley and, and then I kind of came up with the drum part so we kind of all had our place right? Um, so now that when we left the band when we'd write it would be kind of like I kind of write and I hadn't like figured out yet how I like to write, what I was kind of like, what I did. So when we tried to write a little bit, I was kind of not like ready or something. Yeah. Or like, we don't, I don't even know if we really write kind of the same music. Um, I'm sure we could or figure out something to write. But yeah, it's just been, I've been so focused on half noise stuff than drumming, you know, that, been kind of busy and he he's been writing and and doing his own he has this band that's called pharaoh it's our last name so okay um yeah we haven't uh been jamming in a while but like we have such a big family all of our you know i've been teaching my little brother how to use logic and nice it's like we're all really close we're all kind of doing our own things right now
0: yeah so that's good
2: yeah it is cool but i mean there's no telling when i mean i played on his album I, there's no telling when we'll link up for something else or but that yeah that one band just, just like could never really figure it out so you're kind of like okay and that's when i moved to new zealand and and started kind of just figuring out what i do
0: so what do you think about a lot of people from new york moving to Nashville, yeah, a lot of people. I feel like it's almost like becoming like the used, new. Yeah,
1: when I was telling new, you how much I love that, you sounded a little bit like new, it's like the new awesome. And I feel yeah. like I have
0: some friends, and they all they're all like, "Dude, we bought houses," but it, they're also like, "It's not." They're also like, "There's really bad areas of Nashville. Like, there's good areas that's so you, changing." You didn't grow up there, right? Well, I grew up thirty minutes, twenty minutes south. In okay. Franklin. I mean, has it changed a lot? There's a lot of people coming I down there. Every Do you think day, it's man. like too yeah. much? Like,
2: it's a bunch of people moving from. L.A. right um, or California
0: and well really all over but especially it, music industry people like yeah. I cook so like it's funny now like like I talked to Anthony from Bass like all these people yeah I, are see, just, him about, I yeah, see him around like a ruin yeah. from Saves the Day like all, all these dudes oh, are really? just there now yeah uh,
2: yeah um yeah we I mean we grew up there so maybe that's why you don't think it's so awesome yeah grown, well yeah, of course. It,
0: it, and why well, you know and I'm, sure, part, I'm sure parts of it are cool. Like you're like, Oh we have this cool coffee shop now. This wasn't here. Yeah,
2: that stuff's awesome. Like there's a lot of cool restaurants and cafes and stuff like that. And cool things to do. There's more like art, more artists moving there but it's still pretty behind, you know, it's like kind of developed from like the country people. Right. You know, and so it's like oh, country music and but yet there's a cool like garage rock scene and indie rock scene and punk scene i mean there's they're just small and there's like east Nashville's very like hipster and cool and where a lot of the artists move and a lot of people from like la um and then there's and then there's the uh you know the really i don't know rich part of nashville you know kind right, of like right, right. Bunch of school? white white people and right. big cars and you know large houses so it's still kind of like still growing you know and and it's changing a ton which is awesome but the thing is man it's never you you really like people come and visit like i was hanging with two friends yesterday from that live here now and or they've been here for a while and they come down to nashville for music a bunch and they were just like man
1: Nashville's like so far behind, and
2: like (laughs) they just love New York and stuff. So that's why I was like, "Oh, you do?" Because like Uh,
1: they, they maybe if I had to spend more time there, I would change. But I think you know, I think part of it. Well, first of all, I just love the romance of the studios. Yeah, that's cool. It's the only place in the world that still has these amazing recording studios Mm. and tons of them. Yeah, but I think also, I mean, when I was, you know, I was touring twenty years ago. That's when I used, Mm. and that's when I was in bands and touring, and like you never. We you never hung out in Nashville. You played, you you play a show maybe, and then move on because there was literally yeah. nothing but country music there. Right? Nothing. There right. was nobody there. Right? Like there was no scene. There was no reason to hang out. There was no fucking place to eat. You know, like right. And now that I've gone back, it's like there's like I mean, when we did this studio down there, I mean, we had like every we had hip hop. We had an amazing right. young hip hop artist we had fucking really cool like kind of psychedelic band like cool. we just had this awesome mix yeah that's awesome and like it seems like it's got this really healthy music scene it
2: does it does and I, it's it's a gift and a curse i mean people would like everybody plays music so you're
0: like right. super
2: self-conscious to play the Williamsburg, right? dude
0: <laughs> i know i know. <laughs> but i feel like the caliber down there is like so like yeah the guitar player caliber is insane yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. fucking. Like, you're, I feel like I went, pumping... guitar, I went into a guitar store there and like picked up a guitar. guitars. Like I don't even want to play in front no, of these no, people. No, I'll just no, take no. it. Yeah, yeah
1: dude.
0: the guy well, pumping your gas
1: in Nashville is better than the best guitar player in Williamsburg. Probably, <laughs> probably.
2: I don't know. It's scary. But um, the thing is, man, I've I've you know spent a bunch of time out in LA, and I've spent some time here, not as much, but and the thing that I'll say that Nashville has. And this is what we kind of like all of our friends tell everybody is like, we don't have all the coolest spots. We don't have like the most amazing weather like LA. But what we have is like on any given night, there's like good people hanging out. And like we have like the best people and the best hangs. Like, and I feel like when you move away, you and like it's really hard for like people to do the opposite of what people are doing, like moving there. It's really hard for people to move from Nashville because they're like, Okay, I'm in LA and this is rad, but everyone's busy till Friday. It's not rad. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I love I've like just It's a great place to visit. Yeah. My, I have a good friend from New Zealand that lives there and a couple of good buddies from New Zealand that live there. So maybe that's why I like it it's a lot. It's a great
1: place to visit. Yeah. I we, love visiting. I moved there once and I felt the same way you did before I moved. And I moved there and I was like, fuck, this is boring.
2: Well, maybe it's easier here too because you, but it's still like, oh, I got to go into the city or whatever yeah. people are saying from, my friends that live in bushwick and it's just kind of like any given point uh, you can like kind of drive it's like 15 minutes maybe it's the most in nashville 10 minutes right and so you're like at your friend's house and it still is that small town thing yeah so um yeah it's really nice to like that's what it'll i mean no matter where you go it's it's gonna be hard for anybody to move from there because our especially our friend group is just like so amazing You know, and you just like, any given night, we're all together and even married couples. And it's really cool. It's really, really special. And I haven't been anywhere that has that. Um, But that's also because I don't know every friend group in every city. But it just feels like you go to Melbourne, Australia, and it's like... I'm like, man, let's hang out, you know, get a coffee. Normally that means like right now. Yeah. And they're like, cool, I'm free next Thursday. Are you still in town? Yeah. <laughs> and <I'm> like,
0: wow. <laughs> I feel that. See, that's I, I, I feel me. that way. That's, that's LA, like too, here too I feel like I have so many friends there that I, I like and want to hang out with. And I'm like, we should you gotta hang out, out sometimes. sometimes. And then I like, don't see them for like a year. You got plan it And then they have a kid and I'm like, oh, you're basically, I'm never, never going to see you. I'm never going to see you. Yeah.
2: In Nashville, it's like, it's almost the opposite. It's like, I don't want to go to this coffee shop. I know this person hangs out there. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, they're going to be there every day. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like but it's also i would take having really good friends i still think i want to travel even if it's like visit or live for a little bit in california just because i love it but maybe just like visit for a little bit longer than you know a normal couple weeks i mean but you're right it's so it's hard to live there
1: and like my friend well, coming from New York, I think maybe it's my friend
2: Steph, yeah, Scotty's wife, who I'd, he'd come to the studio with me, and his wife would drive an hour to work, and yeah, an hour yeah. back, two crazy. hours in the car a day, and her back
1: would hurt. And, no, and they all just accept it. Like, yeah, that's the norm.
2: She's so works so hard, comes home, works at, overtime. It's crazy. I'm just like, dude, this is this is wild. <laughs> like people, they just they do that, you know. But Nashville's cool. You guys got to come back and
0: yeah, oh and we're, we're gonna come soon. Yeah. We're gonna crash with you. Yeah, yeah, please. Awesome. I got a cool. house. Perfect. All right. That was Zach and Going Off Track. Um Zach and Going Off Track. Going off Zach. <laughs> uh, you can check out the half noise uh album. It's available now. Sudden Feeling. Sudden Feeling. Get into it. Sounds um, good, I listened to it. Yeah, it's on, cool, uh, the old Spotify. It's definitely different. Different from uh his his work with Paramore, but really cool. And uh Yeah, if you're into, like, the Postal Service or any kind of, like, just, I don't know, indie stuff, electronic stuff, check it out. Um, You can also catch Zach performing live with Paramore, um, probably somewhere very big. Um, (laughs) So, if you want to go to that, I'm sure... you can figure that out. There's probably, it's probably like a
1: search engine. There's probably
0: something. a search engine. Well, they'll probably direct you to a website. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you to Zach for coming by. That was really cool. He was just kind of visiting here, and uh, I've been trying to get him to come by for a while. Um, and thank you to you, the listener, for listening to Going Off Track. We've had uh, You're the best. You're the best. have had a lot of different hosts, a lot of different stuff happen, but we're still here doing this every week. Um, so, yeah, if you want to support us, you can donate, com. you can donate there. If you don't want to give us any money, you can, uh, just leave us a nice review on iTunes, tell your friend about it, tweet at us, whatever, we love to hear from you guys, and, uh, yeah, we will be back next Wednesday with, um, another very exciting episode of the podcast. I think, is that it, Brad?
1: I miss anything? No, I think, I think that'll be, I think we'll do that.
0: Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.